0: On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock.
1: Snapchat launches Pulse, so all you with boomer holes can figure out how to advertise on the platform.
0: We try to come up with a better name for audio
2: tweets. Chef confesses to dressing like my fourth grade teacher and serving cheese and quackers on the holidays.
0: And Greg wanted to speak to a manager about Google's advice of using REL sponsored on unpaid guest blog posts.
1: Jess gave Mark Zuckerberg a very good new name.
0: All on today's show.
3: Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news, a proud part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Tune in to our critically acclaimed Famous Friday News Show for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. If you want to follow along, just check out our show notes or head over to marketingoclock.com for all of the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode.
2: Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld,
3: AKA Shep.
2: I'm Jess Budd.
3: And I'm Greg Finn.
2: It is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on June 19th, 2020. Remember, you can catch our famous Friday news show each and every Friday morning.
1: All your digital marketing news from the week.
2: Powered by the digital marketing community. And if you want to join the conversation, just hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock
0: everywhere. So what is going on, everyone? How was your weekend?
1: Well, my weekend was, was pretty good. Temperatures were good. At one point, I, I try to keep my kids outside a lot, but when inside, I'm trying to teach them the piano. It's something we started doing during quarantine, and they have this little iPad. And they play the absolute weirdest songs, like Careless Whisper, and then Timber by Kesha. And I forget. And one of them is, is Grease Lightning. And so they get really excited when they, when they play these songs. And at one point, they're like, can we listen to music? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I'll play something from the piano. They just play the, the music. But I'm like, all right, Alexa, play. And it starts playing it and showing the words up. And I'm looking at these words. That is not a song kids should be playing. Oh, grief is really
0: yeah, inappropriate. I had
1: no idea. Movie,
0: yeah. But
1: they're looking and trying to read things fast. And I'm like, shield your eyes. I'm off. Don't look. I don't know. So that's me. What's up with that's you, Jess?
2: My little brother, when he was like maybe two or three, he would get up on the coffee table when I would watch Grease and he would do like the John Travolta and like do his arm and pretend he was on the car. So totally inappropriate, but kids love it. I don't know. I don't have any good stories from myself. A skunk sprayed just outside my bedroom window last night, so we had to sleep on the couch for the first oh, half of the week. that's bad. Evening. But it was the most eventful thing in my life, so I have no
1: complaints. Sorry, Jess, that really stinks.
2: Wow. Uh-huh. Our whole office was really wrapped up in
0: this Reba drama this week. Mm -hmm. Greg, you didn't hear about it, right?
1: No, I don't even know where people were wrapped up in it.
0: So if you look up Reba, you will see on Wikipedia, she was married to this man named Narvel Blackstop from 1989 to 2015. You click on him. He was married to this woman, Eliza Gale Ritter, from 73 to 88 before Reba. You click on her. She looks just like Reba. So nobody can figure out if this is like some kind of new Google bomb or if this guy's like really crazy and married to a woman who look exactly the same. And Reba just won't reply to my tweet, so I don't know
2: what to think. And she looks enough just not like Reba to believe that it's a different
1: woman.
4: Yeah,
2: and it's like none of the same pictures that come up for Reba. It's really weird.
1: Yeah. Was Reba always Reba or was she somebody else before she changed her name? That sounds like a fake name. She might have just been going towards, like, you know, Oprah, Share one word. You, you just keep saying Reba. Maybe that was the whole goal.
0: I don't know. There's a lot of conspiracies out there, and I just need to get to the bottom of it. So, Reba, please answer questions. Yeah.
2: And can we put the GIF in the show notes, Chef? Do you have that still, Shep, Of my we... research? Yeah. She made a GIF of her journey on Google to explain to me the situation, because so I was like, I'm just looking at pictures of Reba. She said, yeah.
1: oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> Head on over to Marketing a Clock for some crack research from Shep.
2: Who are our sponsors this week? <laughs> this week's episode of Marketing a Clock is brought to you by Ahrefs. Ahrefs is an all in one SEO tool set that gives you the tools you need to rank your website in Google and get tons of search traffic. If you want to learn more? You can check out their blog or their YouTube channel for step by step SEO tutorials. They have a seven-day
0: trial for only $7. Head over to hrefs.com to sign up. That is A-H-R-E-F-S.com right now to sign up.
1: And today's show is also sponsored by Optio.
0: Right now, our listeners can get a six-week trial of Optio. It is absolutely free, and you're going to find improvements that you can make in your Google Ads accounts right away. Go to optio.com slash sej to claim that trial. That URL again is optio.com slash sej.
1: And Optio is a fantastic tool. And we're going to get into a little bit how we use our sponsors later in the show. So thank you both.
0: And don't forget, you guys, we are back on YouTube. You can see our smiling faces for the show every week on YouTube. You just need to search for Search Engine Journal with no spaces and subscribe to the Search Engine Journal YouTube channel. So what is our main story this week?
2: First up, in the news this week from Search Engine Journal's own Matt Southern, Twitter introduces voice tweets. And in Twitter's own words, you can tweet a tweet, but now you can tweet a voice. <laughs> or excuse me, you can tweet your voice. I don't want to misquote them. So you might remember a few weeks ago, Twitter's design team released like a glimpse of what this might look like, but now the platform is officially testing this functionality in the wild. And with this test, users can include an audio recording with tweet. As of now, it's a limited test to just a small group of iOS users, but it's going to be rolling out to everyone that uses the iOS app in the coming weeks. So it's really exciting. But power listener Andrea Cruz, that's at Cruz 92 on Twitter, is one of the cool kids that already has it. So she tested out an audio tweet, and it was pretty cool. It was really nice to hear her voice, but she raised a question, what do we call these, right? And I don't know. I don't think Twitter named them. I know I have some dumb ideas. I don't know if you guys have thought about it at all.
1: Oh, I, I've thought about it a lot.
0: <laughs> I, I have. haven't thought about it enough, um, but I stole an idea from Mark.
1: Okay, so my idea was yeah. that it's speak and it's tweet. It should be tweaks. I'm tweaking.
0: That's cute. That's yeah. okay. Um, I like talk birdie to me. I Nobody's not-
1: going to be like, did you hear my talk birdie to me?
0: <laughs> I mean, I like it.
1: I'm with you on that. But
0: Well, it was from Mark anyway, so you can blame him if you don't. Okay,
1: tweets like voice tweet, tweet. That's not bad. Okay, right. I mean, the thing is, they've got fleets now, which are their stories, and then you got vleets, So at least it rhymes. Same with tweaks, though. Tweaks is pretty good too.
2: Tweaks is good. I was also thinking like bird calls or squawks or chirps. Ooh, what about talk? But T A W K.
1: Ooh, that's That's good.
2: Yeah. Well, I had something similar. I was going to call it a, a twat twitter audio tweet but um, I that might be yeah i don't know about that one
1: <laughs> I don't like that one i'm not retweeting that one
2: <laughs> i don't know just some ideas out there kids so I, I would love to hear what our listeners have to say share with us your ideas too and share them with andrea cruz so on a more serious note though vice also had a question about these tweets and it wasn't what do we call them it's how the heck do you moderate them just a really interesting problem. I, they're going to have to have humans probably sit there and listen to these, right? Which is not a job that I would want. So Twitter didn't respond with a comment yet, but we'll have the link to VICE's article in the show notes. you can follow along the saga if they do update them. But I think that's, we talked about this when we talked about the um, the design release. Like this could be a, a scary thing, like fart noises and whatever else you may need to moderate. So I don't know. I'm just excited people are going to start playing with it. I hope that they're all wholesome and, and good things come to the point.
1: I don't think yeah. there's going to be a fart moderation section. Yeah over on Twitter.
2: And I also just think one of the best parts about
0: Twitter is like the search functionality. And the, you know, they're not re- really talking about Reba a lot on Google. But if you look up Eliza, whatever her name is on Twitter, like stuff comes up. And if someone just says it in a voice tweet, are you going to be able to find it? I don't know. I don't
1: know. And it's 140 seconds, right? That's what you get on this. I believe that's the case. So I saw that somewhere. Don't don't hold me to it. This is still beta right now. But
0: Very that's honest. a long time. That's not small talk. No. No.
1: That's over
2: two minutes of squawking or what was yours, Craig? I liked yours. Twa- I forgot Twa- her. Tweaks. tweaks.
1: Tweaks. Yeah. All right. And news for something that should have happened years ago. Google will prohibit demographic zip code targeting for housing, employment, and credit ads by Ginny Marvin over on marketingland.com. And Google Ads is going to stop allowing employment, housing, and credit advertisers to either target or to exclude ads from being shown based on demographics that include gender, age, parental status, marital status, or zip code. And Facebook um, doesn't have the parental status or marital status in there that I'm aware of or has ever been announced, but Google went that extra step. And to Zuckerberg's credit back in March of last year, March 2019, Facebook had stopped this already, and some of them are no-brainers like for employment. That's a no-brainer because it could be used negatively. Of course, the unfortunate thing is there's no way you could use these tools. People just aren't nice enough to use them in the right way. I think the only example that anybody found was Boeing had been working on a campaign to try to increase female engineers things like that are now going to be kaput across everything. So Google as well as Facebook. And again, for every one example we've seen of something like a Boeing using this for good, we've seen Uber only targeting men for jobs and people targeting against, you know, diversity. So this is overall, I think it's, it's really good. The one thing that I don't get about Google is the parental status for housing ads. That seems helpful, right? If you're like, hey it's a studio and i don't want to waste money on maybe a family that that could be the case i guess maybe a family could be in a studio and that's what they're thinking i don't i, I don't know i mean i get that the zip code thing there's more fluency between zip codes that also still kind of helps housing but that i'm sure is used in a negative way but the parental thing i think would make a lot of sense back like it's two bedroom i'm going after people with parents
2: yeah, I feel like they're just trying to eliminate any possibility anyone could come after them for anything, and they're just being extra, extra careful.
1: Yeah, so there still are going to be ways you can target folks, and hopefully you're targeting folks in a nice, kind way. Um, and one of the things that you can do with Google Ads is tar- use those in-market audiences. Shep had a great article over on Cypress North, our agency. We can put it in the show notes, and there's a list of every single type of uh in-market audience and then affinity audience that Google offers. And so if you can't target parents based off of the actual, um, the demographics, you can still target people that are in market for baby and children's apparel, baby and toddler apparel, car seats, childcare, early car, early childhood education, diapers and baby hygiene. So there's still ways to do that. If you know what you're doing and you're a good advertiser. And the other thing that it always makes you think of is, is, what Google thinks about you, right? And if you go to ads settings.google.com, that's ads with an S, plural, settings.google.com, and you're logged in, it will tell you what Google thinks you're interested in. And every time I do it, I just want to see if Google knows me because I always x off what's wrong. So I've got some new things here, and this is on my work account. I want you to guess which one is incorrect. This is what Google thinks I am interested in. Country music. World music, greeting cards, daytime television and soap operas, signage. Which one's fake? Which, Which one is operas. I'm not interested in any of those. But what, yeah. what do you? What is? What do you think that Google, that I, I threw in there? World I think music.
0: soap operas, world music.
1: Chop you in. Big win. The
0: music one I think is easy. Like you have YouTube up all the time. I don't know. Things can get fuzzy in there
1: signage i don't know
4: that's a thing that google it's a actually, weird thing you're like it's oh, like it's advertising i don't
1: know <laughs> i'm a big billboard guy over here <laughs> you're not. but if you want again head on over to marketing clock you can click on this or just go to ad it is scarily close on your personal accounts i think to what you are actually interested in and work accounts you know you you get a little stuff mixed in that maybe is more business than pleasure but check it out over on marketingclock.com
0: and Spotify has launched video advertising on ad studio in the US, UK, and a couple of other select test markets. So Greg is our resident Spotify free guy here because everyone else just like shells out the money for this very premium service. I'm um, too frugal,
1: man. I'm one of the most frugal fin.
0: So I actually had to ask him because Greg, you said that they already have video ads, but what's changing is it's going to be self-serve so it's more accessible for more people.
1: Yeah, and I think me, like a lot of other hardworking humans that like to save their money, use Spotify free. And many times you'll have to watch a video in order to get, say, 30 minutes uninterrupted or something like that. So you can have a video pop up on your app, you can pop up on your desktop, and you can watch that video in its entirety in order to get free music and not have to pay. Which Some I guess people isn't. are too good for that. I know two people specifically hope. Are you using Spotify free or do you pay for Spotify too?
4: No, I paid for Spotify.
1: So I'm the only one.
4: It's just well, like if you're having a party, that's a terrible
0: experience.
4: I only bought it because I was a college student and college students got a discount. So, and then once you go premium, I can't go back. They just reeled me in and now I paid $9.99 a month.
1: Okay. Well, here's a little tip from Frugal Fin Corner here. Does anybody here, are they a Prime member?
4: Yeah. Amazon yeah. Prime, yeah.
1: Yes. So you get Prime music. It is probably 75% of what Spotify is. And you can listen to music, most music for free, and there's lots of playlists, completely free.
2: Do you- no podcast, though. I've already made on Spotify. Like, I can't move now. All my mm-hmm. stuff on Spotify.
4: Yeah. Do you know That's how much
2: time I've spent
4: on my playlist? No. It's a carefully curated list of my favorite songs i probably have like 20 playlists on here i can't throw that away
2: yeah and these two in particular hope and shop have great playlists that i listen to as well so i definitely like those are not on amazon and i need these girls they follow- i have
4: i have the best wedding playlist i need to save that for my wedding day i think <laughs> i'm just gonna give that up
1: <laughs> do you know how ridiculous you all sound
4: please that's
1: <laughs> at marketing clock yeah who's, who's who's more ridiculous me or you all
0: I also thought this when I switched from Apple, like having all my music purchased on iTunes to Spotify, like I couldn't believe I was just going to stop listening to all this music I had paid for but now I can't imagine going back. So anyway, they say they only serve videos during in focus moments. So what's big here is Spotify, we have news later about more podcasts that they're acquiring, exclusive podcasting deals, and they have these video podcasts. I guess Joe Rogan does a lot of YouTube stuff, and now that's going to be moving over to Spotify. So if you're watching these podcasts on Spotify, you could see these video ads if you're not paying for the premium version.
1: So you're not only talking about Reba a lot in Slack, apparently, but also throwing shade at Joe Rogan nonstop. (laughs) I just, like, don't get it. But I do, I do think it makes sense where you're going to see some sort of video component towards this as well. So maybe you're on desktop, but I believe that the Joe Rogan deal, he can't have full episodes on YouTube anymore. So there also might be placement opportunities within within podcasts themselves. So not only could this be for music, but if Spotify ever tries to get video going and having, you know, video podcasts, I mean, who does those? We do. I don't know. But, you know... <laughs> To, to also monetize that, it makes a ton of sense to yeah. do this. And then making it easier and people, love it.
0: And that's what I was going to say. Like, I love this for other people, but just don't get any ideas because we're already back on video. We have these new video teasers on Twitter. Like, we need to c- cut back on our video a little bit, okay?
2: My face is out there enough. All right. Our next story is from Sarah Perez over at TechCrunch. And it is, Pinterest has begun testing a new version of Stories called Story Pins with U.S. creators. And before you all roll your eyes at another platform trying to make stories happen, let me just tell you these are different, okay? So to quote Sarah, unlike Stories on other platforms, which are often self-focused snippets from someone's life, Pinterest Stories Pins are designed as clickable content focused on sharing ideas. So I think that that's great. Creators will have the ability to add topic tags to their story too. So there's a huge opportunity for discovery here, should this ever go beyond a test. And I really hope that it does because I think that there's a lot, like I could think of even just a few of our clients alone that could really leverage this if it went wide. And I think a lot of other brands could as well. But like, they, I think they just need to name it something else because stories just puts a bad taste in people's mouth, I think, because you think like, yeah, self-obsessed people that are like, oh my gosh, look at me and I made this cake and whatever. And that's not what Pinterest is trying to do. So Pinterest is the one place you can aspire to be better versus just like showing everyone how great you already are. I, I just think they need to rename it. I don't have any good ideas like I did for voice tweets, but there needs to be a new name. So are they going to expire after 24 hours? I do not know. I hope not. I would. I yeah. Like, like that's like the opposite
0: of the idea of Pinterest, I feel.
2: Yeah. I I don't, I didn't see anything about that, but again, that doesn't mean it's not out there, but I don't think so. And I don't think they should, if that's the case. So Pinterest, if you're listening, take notes.
1: Yeah. Then just don't call it stories. That's stupid. Yeah. And so so after our show, we have the after show. We don't talk about marketing anymore today. We have got a game poke holes in this and I've got an idea that you can poke holes in this, but it's marketing. So we'll do it right now. Okay. So we've got stories everywhere. We've got fleets. We've got LinkedIn university stories, we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, all these different stories, they're all roughly the same, right? Somebody giving some meaningless, stupid update that they don't want to have permanent, right? They're just like, here's something that doesn't matter at all, consume it. So what if you had an app that aggregates all the stories from everywhere into one and it's just a stories app and you get all the stupid stories from everywhere in one app and you can, it's like full meaningless nonsense all the time.
0: You would need to like get all the other social media networks on board when to integrate with it right
1: yes you need apis there's a lot of configuration that would need to be okay, happening but we're
0: not worried about that
1: those are just minor details <laughs> yeah.
2: i mean i don't I mean, know like, like I to, I, i'm not we, going on it you already have social media <laughs> that's what social media already is you're just trying to put it all in one place but you're and gonna miss your
1: your pinterest story pins
2: I'm not talking about those. Those are separate, and we're going to call them something else. They're not going. to no, be We're story pulling bots. them in. We're pulling nope. them in
1: nope. to the, the storybot. Nope. Storybot.
2: That's your name for the. You need a better name if this is. It's a great.
1: Ex- it, it's literally the best kids' TV show. Storybot.
2: Storybots. Storybot. Never heard yeah. of
1: it. It's by the people that made the Jib Jab animations. <laughs> really? The elves. Yeah. yeah the yeah. creators of Jib Jab made an online story show. My kids sing the songs all the time. It's amazing. Check it out. And, and the songs. They're legit bangers if you listen to them. Legit.
0: Okay, so the creators of Greece and the Jib Jab Elves came together to make this children's show. Got
1: no, it. the creators of Greece can't be anywhere near a kids' show. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, it was vulgar. It's really terrible. There's like a censored version of it for the radio.
2: Remember when these played the insane. radio? Like, That's
1: yeah. I had no idea what Greece was about. I'm going to have to watch it one of these days.
2: You've never seen it? No. Oh,
1: probably, oh, it's a
0: terrible we, message. Change who you are to get the boy to like you. I'm not saying it's smoke sick. It's a good watch. Yeah,
1: a good watch. Okay, perfect. Are you using your cosine on that for the no. quarter, Justin? No, not worth it. And this week, from Susan Wanagrad on Search Engine Journal, Snapchat has announced the launch of Focus, their new module-based training for advertisers and brands. And according, this is a quote from Snap. Our new learning portal, SnapFocus, is our most up to date resource and destination to learn about the latest and greatest from Snapchat and the community. This will help advertisers and agencies master our platform and stay on top of everything Snapchat advertising has to offer. First off, I always hate it when anybody at Apple, Tim Cook, Steve Jobs, will come out on stage and be like, This is our best iPhone ever. Like, no hack, Tim! I know it is. It's another year. There's more technology. And I like how Snap is like, oh, we've got something, and it's our most up-to-date resource. I get you. I get it. Anyway, there are six main ways that you can look at these advertising essentials. You can look at intro to Snapchat, Snapchat generation, which explains who's on Snapchat, advertising on Snapchat, then getting started on Ads Manager, the creative best practices, and measure and optimize campaigns. if you take everything and you pass, you get a certification. Additionally, if you're just interested in one certain portion of Snapchat ads, there's a point of focus where there's four different ways that you can consume, either from getting started and how you get set up, planning, buying, and optimizing, uh, how you strategize, and then how you do the creation part of it. So there's a lot of different options there. But again, cool that you get a certification. But from the article, Susan has a little fire for us here. She says, the certification itself probably means very little at the present time, so this would be more for your own knowledge than street cred by being certified. I, I was—I read that and laughed. I love the optics of it, right? Where you've got like some necklace and you've got your your Snap Focus certification right on the front of your shirt, and you're walking around the street, and you're like, "Yeah, baby, it's street cred." Um, <laughs> but I'll, I haven't—I haven't run through it. We'll have to see if you actually learn software, if it's more like Google ads, where it's just a bunch of propaganda on how to spend more and how to spend worse and how to do whatever they say to do. It's Jess, good. you look at, you look at me like I was lying when I said that. No,
2: I looked at it. It's shots fired. It's not lies. I'm just like, Ooh, and they're not listening.
1: Do you retweet that or am I incorrect? No, I, I retweet that. I ship that too. all Totally
0: of it. what it is. Increase <laughs> okay. brand
1: awareness, maximize clicks. All right. And I love it, especially with all the new changes we talked about last week. If you missed last week's episode, we, we led with that. Snapchat's got a lot of new features coming out, hopefully to get more user engagement. Just one other funny story. We had talked about last week that Snapchat had this leaf plant matcher, and I had this picture of poison ivy. That was this field of poison ivy. So I put it out on Instagram after the show, and I'm like, it's just so great to get out and really touch nature or something like that. And I just had this, this picture of, poison ivy and jess sent me something laughing and then right after jess's husband chris sent me a message saying yeah that's so great i wish i was there or something like that and i'm like chris (laughs) Chris, this this is poison ivy this is poison ivy so i think we got to get chris on snapchat so that he can do that and do that leaf check but we had a very nice conversation your husband is the salt of the earth
2: oh well thank you I'll, I'll pass those comments along to him but he just he this is a guy that gets poison ivy on the regular and yet still not on the regular he's huh. had it like four times that I've I wonder why that must be why but no but he knows what it is like we were on a walk recently and he's like do you know what that is so I was like no what is it he's like that's poison ivy you gotta
1: learn <laughs> I bet he doesn't know what it is
3: I bet he's like at the wrong thing
1: three oh. leaves and it should look a little jagged at the end
3: now it's time for this week's take of the week This is a Hashtag Fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you.
0: We simply deliver the take for your consumption.
1: We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. And this week's take of the week comes from Bryant Garvin from Groove Life. And he has a tweet that says, One of my favorite things about YouTube advertising. Oh, wait, sorry. Hashtag YouTube advertising. Besides amazing targeting, free advertising, inventory for days, so how much time consumers spend watching our ads? Last 365 days, minutes, and this is how much have been watched: 110 million minutes and change. There's a lot of numbers there. 110 million, 877,860 minutes. 1,847,964 hours. 76. 1,999 days, 214 years, and 2.14 centuries of videos watched.
0: Number one, I'm so impressed with the way you just read those numbers. That's really hard. (laughs) Thanks.
1: So... But we actually—I I was talking to Cole on the team here today, and we were looking at some of the reports that a client had put out and, based off of a video campaign. And it was really cool to see them talk about the amount of hours watched. And I think that that's really valuable. You know, you look at what can happen on an off um, an offline campaign, and you know, in this case the metrics are meager compared to the number of we didn't we didn't have centuries brian okay <laughs> we had days we had days and days watch and weeks watch on this campaign and there's a lot of power to that so love this and love thinking about it like that if you can get your client to really grasp that awesome
2: it reminds me of that song what is it from rent the oh yeah 25,600 minutes is that right We said. Greg, do you know that musical
1: i don't know musicals man i went to the phantom of the opera on a field trip once I did that. I went to The Mormon, Book of Mormon. I saw that. That's a good one. Those are my only two musicals.
0: Do you know my story with Phantom of the Opera?
1: I do not. Oh, well,
0: uh, I've heard that it's just a serenade the whole time of Christine, and it would just be, like, amazing for me, but I will never go because my husband went when he was too young, and he's scared of it now. I'll never get to go.
1: (laughs) You guys guys got, like, flawed husbands.
0: He's been to a lot of musicals, and he won't go to that one.
1: How can you be scared of it? It's some doofus running around with half of a mask. It's like, bro, get a full mask. What are you doing? Like get a piece of cloth. You're like wearing tuxedos and stuff. Like cover the full face. But doesn't he have to kiss the girl at the end? Like you can't do that with your
2: face covered. You need your lips available. Uh, Only half your lips? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't I haven't seen any pictures
1: yeah. of them. Like, I don't know. I forget. I was in sixth grade, guys, but it was definitely not scary.
0: And now it's time for this week's Icymi.
1: This is just something you might not have seen.
0: Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I See Why Am I, David Herman at Herman Digital on Twitter is sharing his personal experience with some performance tips on Facebook ads recently. So he says, Facebook ROAS on an account spending $150,000 a week June 1st through 10th, 1.52x. Same account, 11th through 15th of June, 1.01x. And then he goes on to talk about a lot of the other issues he's having, he's having. And he says, please make no mistake. Accounts are still struggling. I fixed one. Another has seen ROAS fall by 100% in eight days. Can't even spend 4000 profitably now. Down from a 2x at $22,000 a day. Every rebuild has failed. So you're not alone, friends. Weep wop."
1: But it's cool. He's actually like live tweeting his struggles yeah. with this. And it's the opposite of the usual Gary V Crush It bros out there who are like, Look at look at this, I'm so great and they just have like a Google analytics graph with no like Y axis on there. <laughs> but it, it's it's there's been a lot of talk about Facebook ad campaigns tanking and this is fantastic. Yeah, it's better
0: than what we do sometimes, just, like, complaining that we keep the interface with no, like, numbers.
1: (laughs) We just hop on the show and whine, and David out there, bless you for this, is just running through and helping people and showing what he's doing. He's talking about, like, hey, we're doing static ads now, trying this, trying this. So follow along. Definitely a worthwhile follow.
3: Now it's time for this week's lightning round.
1: Pew, pew.
3: At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social.
2: This week's paid lightning round is brought to you by Optio.
3: Optio is your go-to tool for
1: Google Ads performance updates. Just this week, I was talking, and I had I was tasked to do a Google Ads audit with Mark on a client of his. I was talking to him and asking him a few things. I'm like, did you try this? And he said, I implemented everything that Optio told me to. I did it. I'm like, okay. You did it good. And I couldn't find any real issues. It was all on the off account landing page side of things. Optio has you covered. It'll analyze every single portion of your account that really matters and will give you helpful recommendations. Jess, how do you use Optio? So I got a recommendation
2: recently to take a look at my attribution model because my conversion action was set to Google's default, which is last click. And Optio suggested switching to a position-based model for a better understanding of ad performance across the user journey. And what I love about Optio is that it thinks thinks like a marketer. So no one is just going to switch attribution models right without thinking through it, and Optio knows that. So they make the recommendation, but they give you the data you need to start that process of thinking through it. They explain how the proposed new model works in comparison to last click. If you're not familiar, it'll explain that to you. But then it also shows you conversion delay data from your own account. So you can see how long it takes users to complete that conversion action after their first click on your ad. So there's really, really helpful stuff in there. And if you decide that you wanna make the change, you can do it from right within Optio. Even if you decide you wanna switch to a different attribution model than what they recommended, you can still do that in the interface or if you want to just keep going as is, you can dismiss it and Optio will leave you alone. They're here to help not to pressure you into things that don't make sense for your account. Cough, cough, Google ads, recommendations. So Optio is awesome. That's fired.
1: <laughs> My dear. And, and if you want to learn more and get a six-week free trial of Optio, why wouldn't you do that? It's six weeks free. Head on over to Optio.com forward slash se you use that link, that's O-P-T-E-O forward slash S-E-J, you get six weeks, not three weeks, like all the other schlubs that don't listen to the show.
0: And first up in paid news this week, the world is starting to open up again finally, and we're starting to get sports back slowly. But the real wave of this lack of entertainment is just beginning because I don't know if you guys realize, but Real Housewives has not been filming this entire time. And they've had to start delaying, the seasons pushing them back potomac still hasn't premiered it was supposed to premiere in may and there's a two-week hiatus of beverly hills and new
2: york so it's going to be really bad i had no idea this was happening or not happening
1: i should say the real wave is coming i heard that Kyrie irving was being a little bit of a troublemaker and then my wife was like oh no potomac it's not it's 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 on hiatus
0: does she watch potomac
1: no 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 no
0: I recommend it. Anyway, Google's doing a few things to help advertisers and try to grab some of those ad dollars that used to go to traditional TV media, but now they need somewhere else to go. So there's a new dedicated TV selection in Google's ad marketplace specifically for publishers and inventory that let you reach TV audiences across devices. Google's also adding a new ready-to-buy option, and this makes it easier for brands to run streaming ad campaigns without negotiating. Which, okay, but it sounds like you're going to lose money. Like, they're just going to charge you more, I would assume. I don't know. Just to guess.
1: And this is for display and video 360 users only.
0: Yes. And the packages are available by genre, popularity, seasonality, formats, or audiences. So, for example, there's the Hulu Parents bundle and a Cord Cutters bundle. I think they should rename the Cord Cutters bundle to people who say Boomer Hole.
1: I don't think anybody says boomer hole, and that's a callback to, like, what, two or three episodes ago?
0: I started saying it. It's for people who have the holes in their beautiful original hardwood floor from where the previous owner had the cable running through, and you don't need it anymore. Yeah.
1: It's one of my favorite pieces of slang now. It's art.
0: I found one behind my desk the other day. And YouTube also introduced a new storefront ad format aimed at those TV buyers So the new ad format creates a browsable feed of products within an ad and will link from YouTube video to the brand's product page where the person can make a purchase if they want to. This article from Ad Exchanger says direct response advertising on TV is stigmatized, synonymous with home shopping channels, or call now to find out more lead gen commercials. I disagree.
1: When's the last time you watched QVC,
0: Um, Today.
1: Today? What did you watch? I want to know. Quacker factory. Quacker factory. <laughs> a, that doesn't sound right. B, what were they slapping?
0: Quacker factory is like a really old one. It's like the clothes you expect to sell on KVC. Like they're for um, the middle aged and up female age group. They sell some great Christmas sweaters with like nice bedazzled things. Like they're not afraid to have like a nice American flag or some woodland creatures on a sweater. Um and they used to have this woman, I don't remember her, but when I was a kid and I used to watch this, the crack, Quacker Factory lady, like, she had a headband and she was just, like, it. And she was all over KVC. And then she tragically passed away, and now they, like, talk about her every time Quacker Factory's on.
1: This <laughs> literally sounds like the cat's pajamas.
0: <laughs> or cat's on
1: pajamas. I need, to, I need to watch this. I'm interested just on in the styles. Was there anything that enticed you, Shep?
0: No. I mean, no, I would never, I barely buy anything as it is. And if I did, I especially probably wouldn't buy the clothes. They're just not making them for me, but I so, still find it really entertaining to watch. I can't explain it. What if that you is. had an
1: extra $120 in your pocket shop?
0: I would, would not buy-, buy those clothes. No, no.
1: nothing. Okay. Well,
0: just I would buy like, um, gourmet holiday stuff. Like they have like really good frozen stuff you can put in the freezer. Cheesecakes.
1: Okay, well, hey, that's what you do. Cancel your Shopify and go to the cr- Cracker Factory. That's what it is?
0: Quacker. Or... Quacker. I thought you said like cracker.
1: A duck. Like no, the cracker. Cracker barrel. Okay, no. quacker, like a duck.
0: Yes, that's it. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll see. send you a link to where you can watch.
1: Cancel that Spotify and buy yourself some nice woodland creature pullovers. How about that?
0: Okay. And Google also added a couple of new advertising policies this week. First, they said they may temporarily pause accounts to conduct investigations if if they identify potentially harmful advertiser behavior. Paused accounts cannot run any ads. And then in that same statement, they went on to say that the same action can be taken against accounts who do not comply with the new identity verification processes. And they also said that they're rolling out those identity verification processes in some more countries. So... They're taking those really seriously. If you get an email about it, make sure you verify your identity. That's a mouthful. (laughs) Okay, so the next part of this is a little more exciting. They also announced a new clickbait policy that will go into effect July 2020. If they identify the following sins in an ad, they will not be allowed to run. I said sins, not Google. Claims of secret or scandal revelations, language like click here to find out or similar phrases, Imagery featuring altered body parts, mugshots, and disaster photos. Before and after imagery of the human body, negative life events, including things like accidents, illness, bankruptcy, arrest, etc. And ads using imagery to provoke fear or shock. That's a lot. And it sounds nice that they're trying to get rid of some clickbaity ads, but I found some today that are just like... Really bad, and none of these policies apply to them. So this this one I found on ESPN, this mother trusted her daughter to color her hair, and the dot, dot, dot. to mm-hmm. click to find out. Or, <laughs> this one's terrible. <laughs> Tiger Woods' ex-wife is almost
1: 50, and she doesn't look so good anymore. I don't think that's a Google ad. Oh. I'm going on record and saying that is not a Google ad. It's are you not. sure?
0: No, no. These are like taboola or whatever, but they're, they're just clickbaity ads that Google's, this policy wouldn't outlaw. So. Oh,
1: okay. I thought you said they're running on AdSense.
0: No. These are all like that taboola outbreak.
1: Yeah, that's just mean.
2: <laughs> it's not nice. It <laughs> probably looks great.
1: Also, like, not even the National Enquirer would say that about her. Like, that is mean. And whoever's and- writing that, it's like, she was a Swedish, like, supermodel. Like, you're just some creep behind a keyboard being like, oh, she doesn't look great anymore. Uh, okay, get lost.
0: And this last one I can't take credit for, it was sent by Matt.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> He's our no. other partner at like for snort, and it was just his favorite. And it says, sore knees, <laughs> do this once daily. And it's a picture <laughs> of someone saran wrapping their knee with some, like, Unidentifiable
1: liquid sludge. It's like brown ointment. <laughs>
2: it looks like baby poop and it or does. spinach. Yeah. It
1: looks like somebody is bouncing a baby on that knee and then there's a little blowout and they just wrapped it right in.
2: That's what cool. like.
1: It's hyper... not a before
0: and after photo, so it
1: no, might you... be able
0: to slide under Google's radar. Oh, saying.
1: Saying. Yeah. Again, literally just slide right by on that <laughs> wet so... knee of theirs. It's disgusting. If you want to see these ads, (laughs) marketingclock.com.
0: And next up, we have a story from Martini Buster, Roger Monti for Search Engine Journal. Google has banned Zero Hedge from its advertising platform. Zero Hedge is a far-right website that often traffics in conspiracy theories, but what's interesting is that it was banned because of policy violations found in the comment section of stories about Black Lives Matter protests, so it wasn't like the site was actually saying this; they were in the comments. And they also originally said they were going to shut down the Federalist website for the same reason, but they backtracked and said if they were able to clean up the comments, they would give the Federalists another chance. And Roger it, has a really nice display.
1: Um, yeah, and one thing they weren't going to shut—they weren't going to shut down the entire Federalist website. They're going to sorry, turn kick off them their,
0: off. Of they're going to turn ads. off their AdSense.
1: Yeah, sorry. so they're going to shut down the ability for them to monetize using Google's AdSense platform.
0: So Roger has a really great example of um, an analogy we can use for this. He has this man. He appears to be standing on a subway. Um, he's a little sweaty. He has a Wait, ponytail. Wait, a little
1: sweaty? <laughs> he's a Have lot. you seen this? Again, <laughs> Roger's taken his design game up a few notches, and this is something.
0: Yeah, so Roger's saying that this man is the offensive comment on Zero Hedge or Federalist, and this woman is Google. Um, I don't know why she's facing his armpit where the sweat mark is, but she's choosing to do that, and she's disapproving, and she's going to not run ads on that guy's website, I guess is the idea.
2: Can we talk about in the actual article that this image is animated and the sweat just goes back and forth between green and I didn't. Green. I didn't see the animation. It's I amazing. Didn't...
1: You gotta scroll down. Yeah, it's good. Oh, it really is. I see. Does. Oh, he labeled. Oh, it turns green. Oh gosh. <laughs> You're all. You we should turn this into an ad. wrap in saran wrap.
0: I mean, honestly, <laughs> the comments from these websites were probably worse. So.
1: But right I don't know, right know why safe. she's. I don't know why she's looking so hard at this man's armpit.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's
1: disturbing. And why does he have a? Is it a toothbrush in his pocket? I don't. Is I was like, told it was okay. a comb. I hope it's not. A do you think that he, again, marketing and to see all these fantastic images that, I mean, this is an audio podcast, but do you think he wrapped his hair around his ponytail? Do you know how people do that sometimes where you like have that little trick where you can tie your hair?
0: Yeah, but ponytail? they have, um, I don't know if you were around for the nineties and early two thousands, but they have like scrunchies that look like hair. You can buy them at Claire's or icing and um, you buy one that matches your hair color and it looks like that, but it's not really your hair.
2: That's definitely what
1: he's doing here. Yeah. <laughs> and shots fired. Like if I wasn't around, you're saying, I, you know, I'm older than you. So you're saying I'm that much older that like I wasn't around like mentally in the nineties and aughts or whatever they are. You probably weren't paying, paying attention.
0: Yeah. Oh, I pay attention. And that is it for paid. And this week's organic lightning round is brought to you by Ahrefs.
1: Ahrefs is your go tool tool for anything to do with your website. It's a webmaster's best friend. And you can see anything to do with links coming into your site. You can even use it to spy on your competitors and see how they are driving traffic, what's working well for them from an organic ranking perspective, what pages are doing well. It is a source that gives you everything you need to help you make your site better. Shep, how do you use Ahrefs?
0: So, like Greg said, Ahrefs has a lot of really awesome features that give you a peek into your competitors' performance. You can try to see what they're doing right or wrong and outrank them. And one example is the domain comparison tool. So, you can enter up to five domains, so your domain and four competitors if you wanted to. And it gives you the overall domain rating of all those sites and then breaks down the domain rating. So, it tells you how many referring domains, crawled pages, backlinks, nofollow links do follow links, redirects, images. There's a lot more. I could go on and on. But it gives you the full picture of what you're doing right and what they're doing right or wrong and how you could improve your site to try to beat them. So it's a really awesome tool.
1: They have a seven-day trial for only seven bucks. Head on over to the newly redesigned Ahrefs. That is A-H-R-E-F-S.com to sign up today.
0: What is happening in Organic this week?
1: Oh, man, we got a lot of news. This week, there's just a lot of news. Sorry, it's a longer show this week. But first up in Organic is one of those Google articles with the world's cheesiest headlines. Do you guys remember the 2019 year in review? I'll be sitting there on my deathbed remembering that. We're like, 2019 was a year of heroes. And you look at the top searches and it's like Harvey Weinstein and <laughs> Jesse Smollett and all these things. Um, so this title of the article that Google has is called Helping Businesses and Nonprofits Recover. And I renamed it. So my name of this article is called helping drive ad revenues up while keeping people off of your site. That's what it should be named because the article talks about the fact that you can now book services, um, using local services ads right within Google. Um, so if you're one of the local professionals backed by the Google guarantee, there's going to be the ability for us and Canadian advertisers to allow you to book directly. Um, Also, there's going to be a new mobile site to help you find more services out there. Again, also in U.S. and Canada within that Google Guarantee. Additionally, the shopping tab is going to begin showing product availability, locations, and fulfillment options. So things like delivery or curbside pickup, and that's going to be anywhere where the shopping tab is available. So again, one ad and then one kind of organic thing with shopping. They're also introducing Grow My Store to retailers in the U S and Europe and grow my store is in ef- what they say is an effective way for many small retailers to get quick tips on how to improve their online store. So they also went on to say that businesses just need to enter the website URL into the tool. And within minutes, they get a custom report. That's a lie. I tried doing this. Josh. Yes, you should try doing it and report back because you actually have a real retail business. You have to go through and you have to make a profile. You have to actually create a profile and I'm like, I don't really want to make a profile in order to get this data. And you have to pass Your information is going to be used to Google and they can communicate. So check it out if you want. There's Grow My Store and they'll help you use my business better. Um, additionally, one really positive thing is if you're in the Ads Grants program, they're having $200 million extra coming in, I believe, this year into Ads Grants. So that's awesome. And the other thing that they end the article on, Again, the name of this article is Helping Consumers Connect with Businesses. And the end of this article, they're expanding something that, to my knowledge, has never helped anyone except Google stockholders, smart campaigns. They're expanding smart campaigns to 150 countries to make it easier and faster to create ad campaigns using the Google Ads app. You can set up your ads campaign in 15 minutes while on the go which is a problem. I added the problem part in there. You don't want smart campaigns. It's not helpful. And so don't just read this and say, I'm going to do a smart campaign. Please, I beg you. All right, so next. First off, you love to see titles like this from Corbin Davenport over at Android Police. And Corbin writes, Google resumes its senseless attack on the URL bar, hides full addresses on Chrome 85. And Corbin notes that there's a new feature in the Chrome Dev version 85 that is showing the Omnibox UI hide steady state URL path query and ref. Basically, he goes through and shows that now, no matter what page you're on, it shows you the name of the site and you don't see the full URL. I'm looking at this video that Corbin put together. It gives me anxiety. I'm getting like hives, not knowing where I am on a page. I don't know why they're doing this, and neither does Corbin. Corbin says that there's no public explanation yet for why Google is pressing ahead with these changes, but the company said in the past that it believes showing the full address can make it harder to tell if the current site is legitimate. Showing me something of a URL that I'm not on is a way to make it seem, like, illegitimate. Why would I want that?
0: That makes no sense.
1: It's so dumb, and, you know, I don't like it, and I'm out if i loved chrome when it came out if chrome ditches urls i can't i can't do it i'm done do you guys like urls or would you just rather see like duh it's marketing clock and not see what episode you're on or something no i like urls who doesn't like urls i've never met anybody that doesn't like urls this isn't the problem
2: yeah it's not a thing that i ever thought i had an opinion on before but i guess i just took them for granted that they were there and i could look at them if you're going to take them away i'm going to get mad then i'm going to have an opinion
0: But then if you, like, copied and pasted it and tried to send a link to someone, would it know where you were?
1: I'd imagine they wouldn't be that dumb to do that. I hope not. You'd have to still be able to send this. Anyway, next up, anyone using recipe markup on their website will find a new set of data under the Search Appearance tab in the Performance Reports section in Search Console. So if you're a recipe site or you're somebody that at least serves them up, there will be um, uh, some better metrics. And the cool thing is you'll be able to see when the recipe was shown in the SERPs and whether or not it was a recipe-rich result or whether it was a recipe gallery. So how it was displayed, which is pretty awesome. Um, there was nothing about how many times the person gagged while reading your life story, trying to get to the actual recipe. All right. I don't think
2: you laughed hard enough when you made that pun. You didn't get what you dessert. Oh. Is that supposed to be dessert? Like deserve? Yeah, it was a stretch. <laughs> Terrible. I went for it, guys. It's okay, cut it from the show if you don't like it.
1: Put a fork in her. She's done. <laughs> All right, next up, Google Merchant Center has some new product data specifications, and I will fly through these because there's a ton. Some of the coolest things are changes that are happening immediately. The product highlight attribute where you can add short sentences to showcase your product's most important features. It really feels like Google's building on the merchant feeds now, that there's something organic out there. I think they see it as a play. If more people use shopping, they're going to have more advertising dollars, which is awesome. You can also have product detail attributes in there. So this is technical specifications you could put through that aren't covered by other attributes. And then... There's also some installment and subscription costs. Those are mainly for wireless products and services. And some changes are coming September 1st. So September 1st are category specific requirements that fall within uh, product categories. So if you have a unique product identifier, like you're selling clothes and you have gender and age group, size, color, they need to be provided. So if you are providing that, you're doing the bare minimum, don't do it anymore because your visibility will be limited. And you can use a Google product category to override Google if they think you're in a certain category, which is cool. And then the description attribute is going to be required. So a lot of cleanup that you probably should have been doing. There's other stuff. Check it in the show notes. We don't have enough time. And then moving ahead from Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Roundtable, there was a tweet by John Mueller over at Google. And Mark Preston asked him a question. That's at Mark Preston 1969 on Twitter. And he said, since your recent tweet with SEM Rush, would it be good to get total clarity as there now seems to be a lot of confusion around? We all know paying for guest posts is against the guidelines. But what about guest posting in general where no money exchanges hand? So obviously, you're not buying something. It's not an advertisement. Should you use a no-follow on there? You can't use a sponsor. You cannot use the, the REL sponsored attribute because it's not technically sponsored. And I'm telling you that. John Mueller didn't say that. So the question is, should you use nofollow? And John goes on to say something insanely idiotic and telling about the Google algorithm. He says, the part of that that's problematic is the links. If you're providing the content and the links, those links shouldn't be passing signals and should have the rel sponsored rel nofollow attached. It's fine to see it as a way of reaching a broader audience. Don't use rel sponsored is what I'm saying. That is insane. If you're not paying for something, something sponsored is paid for. You cannot, I'm telling you this, don't use raw sponsored. What you should do if you want to listen to John is use a no follow. If you aren't paying for a placement, don't use sponsored. That's, that's wrong. And you're going to ruin the internet by doing this. And it's so stupid that Google hasn't fixed your search engine yet. Get some social signals. Figure out what's more important than links. And don't go telling people to say that something you didn't pay for is sponsored. It's insane. It's complete calamity. I don't even know how to describe it. Do you guys understand what I'm saying with this?
0: Yeah. Oh, my brain is going to explode. Well, just the whole thing, the way they set it up where it's like not, nothing's mandatory. It's like, what's the point anyway? So, it
1: doesn't matter. You need to fix your algorithm. It's not a me problem. It's a you problem, Google. If I'm going out there and I'm providing something really, really helpful for somebody and they're going to run it and it's going to be beneficial for everybody, why would I need to know follow that if I'm not getting paid? So now you're saying that you can't just have a link out there that is paid for. I get that. It's still stupid and you still fix your algorithm. But now you're saying just in general, don't do it because you're passing a signal over. Hey, fix your algorithm. I wasn't going to rant on this. I just get mad about it.
0: I just,
1: that felt very organic. It's just really
0: scary because you
4: look right at us. I know.
1: It's so dumb. <laughs> I can be yelled at. <laughs> no, it's John. All right. Well, anyway, over to some more positive news here. The fine folks over at gatherup.com are excited that they have a new, they're the first reputation management solution that's going to be able to have the monitoring of Google's new review attributes. So you'll be able to see, And and sort by attributes that are positive, that are critical, one star, two star, and be able to make adjustments off of that. We don't have time to go through it, so check out the show notes if you want to check it out. It looks really cool. It looks like there's a bunch of good graphics on there. Okay, next up from Barry Schwartz. Again, I promise I won't rant about this. (laughs) And he said that when he wrote about the page experience update, it's important to know that if it's a new ranking factor that's coming in, there's core vitals, there's a bunch of other things as well. And if you have an amp version of the page, Google's going to look at that, so you could have your web page, you could have your amp page if you've got both, and Google knows it, they're going to judge you and your page experience off of the amp page. so that's one additional benefit from somebody that has amp. Does that make sense right? So you've got the two pages, and they're going to take the sample from amp
0: I don't really like it
1: I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we've got some Spotify news coming as well. Spotify is entering a new multi-year partnership with Warner Brothers and DC Comics to produce and distribute an exclusive original slate of narrative scripted podcasts about superheroes and supervillains. Hope, I'd imagine you got to be getting in on this superheroes and supervillains, You can have like the Thanos pod. It's gonna be super rad, right? I'm
4: so excited. <laughs> I'm so, so excited. Yes, there's been so much superhero news lately. Like, I'm pumped.
1: Well, something Mm -hmm. else you might be interested in is Kim Kardashian West is the next superstar celebrity that has an exclusive podcast deal with Spotify. She actually does a lot of great work around uh, the criminal reform system, or I guess not a system, but about reforming the criminal system. And there's going to be a new podcast. There's some investigation work, it sounds like, coming, and she's going to be a co-producer and co-host of the show. So it sort of sounds to me like Kardashian Serial right like,
0: um the- no serial's like a story
4: yeah um,
0: this is gonna be i think this is gonna be like different stories every week cereal was like one long story okay. but i just think it's interesting like they're doing a lot to try to get um hope and they already have her at her student rate so they can just stop crying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah because if it was like a cereal i'd say perfect love it just don't make a season two because <laughs> it was so bad it's terrible <laughs>
0: Was that the military one? Yeah. Oh, she tried.
1: Did she? <laughs> <laughs> no, that that Bergdahl guy was just a you couldn't you couldn't have George Lucas make him look good. All right, Google is also working on a major overhaul of its payments app. It's to be a one stop. Portal for commerce. There's a whole article here. They're really going in on commerce. We talked about the show, even, so check it out. And then, lastly, AMP articles are coming to Google Smart Displays later this summer. There's an article over on The Verge, and you can see that it's going to be pulling in more than just the data. It's going to be pulling in AMP stories, or AMP articles, rather. And that's it. What's happening in social, bud?
2: Okay, nothing kicks off a riveting lightning round like a study, and I'm not kidding when I say riveting, the social news this week is on fire. It's the best we've had in months, so listen up. According to the 2020 Reuters Institute Digital News Report, the use of Instagram for news specifically has doubled since 2018. So when I read that, I was like, great, there's two people using Instagram for news. But apparently there's a lot of people that use Instagram for news. They're only 1% behind the amount of people that use Twitter for news. Who and where? I just don't understand. Everyone. This, like, there's, if you read the report, they break demographics down. But this is all demographics. Across all demographics, people are using Instagram for news. I guess because it's visual. People like visual.
1: (laughs) The news is just going to be like, oh, uh, Beachbody's is selling more muscle milk. That's what what everybody's news (laughs) is going to be.
2: I mean the news is really weird right now too. I feel like you can't get away from it. So maybe that has something to do with it. But I don't know. You can read the study if you're interested in this stuff. But the point is, Instagram is growing. It is poised to surpass Twitter as far as a news source, but nobody's gonna take over Facebook for a while. They're still leading leading the charge with news. And speaking of Facebook and news, our Australian listeners will be interested to learn that the platform has rejected a proposal from the ACCC, or the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission. They had suggested that Facebook share advertising revenue with news organizations, and Facebook was like, no, if there's no news content available on Facebook in Australia, it wouldn't severely impact our revenues. So not a good day to be a news organization. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you call riveting? No, news sucks this week. That
1: that joke went down under, Jess.
2: (laughs) I can't, Koala, believe you don't like it. Oh, koalas are ruined for me. Oh, yeah. We should tell everyone that fact that you learned. (laughs) No, I can't say it. It's gross. Look up what baby koalas eat. Uh, All right. Well, for our Brazilian listeners out there, (laughs) they will be happy to know that individual users and businesses will now have access to digital payments on WhatsApp. Users will be able to send money to each other for free. Businesses can pay a small processing fee to accept payments from their customers. It will be secure. It will be great. Yay for Brazil. And Twitter is making publicly available the account information, tweets, and associated media for 32,242 state-linked accounts from China, Russia, and Turkey that have been suspended for various violations of Twitter's platform manipulation policies. That's a lot of accounts. That's a lot. It's like one for every unread email in my inbox. So, tons. Oh, no, it's-, it's,
1: like, it's like three for every read, unread email.
2: I think you flip that, right? Yeah. One for every three of my own right It's like, yeah,
1: I did flip it. That's how high your <laughs> in- inbox is.
2: It's a lot, but you can read them. It's all there for you. You just have to put in your email address. And that's as far as I got. I was like, this is too much. I don't need to read this, but it's there if you want it. Next up, back in episode 107, we talked about a new app called Tangy, which if you don't remember, first of all, that's okay. Because that was in January, which is like years ago, based on everything that's happened since then. Tangy is the Pinteresty video DIY platform from Google's Area 120 team, which I never downloaded. Did you guys download this? No. 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 Exactly. Well, somebody did. It was iOS only, and enough people downloaded it that there was enough interest. They have released the Android version of the app. I think it's all going to go south if these Pinterest story pins go live. It's kind of the same thing. So yeah, Good. we'll see what happens there. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. <laughs> what did Tangy do to you?
1: I don't want another thing that's hard to pronounce. i got to be Tangy, and this week in Tangy News. No, yeah, things.
2: Tangy with an I. Yeah, T-A-N-G-I. Oh, what, what's next? Did you guys ever wonder how Facebook uses machine learning to deliver ads?
1: No.
4: Um,
2: <laughs> no,
0: I, I'd like to know more about their audience targeting and if they use
2: groups, but... I don't know and um, that is a good question and Facebook's got this new thing good questions real answers and this was the question was how does Facebook use machine learning to deliver ads they didn't explain anything that you and I don't already know that our listeners probably don't already know but there's a cute three minute video with like upbeat music to inspire you to advertise with them you can share it with your clients it's probably a good tool to explain at a high level how it works but basically they use user activity on and off Facebook and things like your ad quality and bid not surprised. Anyway, they made a big, big to about that. All right, last here in the news for social, some big political stuff. According to CNBC, this is for Facebook, regarding Facebook users will be able to turn off political, electoral, and social issue ads from political candidates, super PACs, and other organizations that have the paid for by political disclaimer. them. Facebook will start rolling out this feature to some users on Wednesday and it will become available to all users over the next few weeks. So that's a big deal. People can actually turn off political ads if they don't want to see them. Love to see it. Right, well love to not see it, right? Turn it off? Yeah. (laughs) It goes along with a larger initiative to empower voters. Those are my words, not Facebook's. But Facebook understands that they play a significant role in elections and Mark Zuckerberg wrote an opinion piece is what they call it in USA Today, saying that they are aiming for this role that they play to be a positive one. So in addition to being able to turn off political ads, if you don't want to see them, Facebook and Instagram are also going to be launching a new voter information center that are, it's coming right to the platform. It'll have information on polling places and you know authoritative news and things like that. So nice to see they're, they're trying to play their part. I have to say an opinion piece by Mark Zuckerberg sounds really boring. And I think my mind was just somewhere else. So I was typing his name and I wrote Zuckerberry and Zuckerberg, and I just was not focused, but I feel like he should change his name to Mark Zuckerberry. I, I love a, it. A nice ring to it. right? Or he could th- open a nice bakery and name it that. Zuckerberries. <laughs> yeah. Move over Jaspers.
3: <laughs> Retweet. Hmm?
2: <laughs> That's it. It's social. I hope you enjoyed this riveting content.
3: And that brings us to our real-life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise.
0: I will start this week. I have a quick one. We've been complaining about those Google Ads credits that they issued for SMBs um, to help people combat uh, COVID-19. I finally got a couple in a couple of our accounts today. So that was exciting. If you haven't checked your accounts, definitely do it. And I wasn't, you know, it wasn't an insignificant amount of money. Definitely check it out. What about you, Jess?
2: I also got the credit for one of my clients. I was super, super stoked. Um, I don't know. We have been complaining internally (laughs) a lot about Google Docs this week. And I think we even complained on a previous show about the Grammarly, the we're being lazy message. She really wants us to check this document. We have a theory that if you do turn that on and let Grammarly check your document, that it's slowing Google Docs down significantly. I mean, I wrote an entire section of my notes today before it even appeared on the screen, which is terrifying. So something's going on with Google Docs, whether it's Grammarly related or not. Um, But Greg, I did see something that you shared on last week's show, In the Wild, the uh, timestamps on YouTube, the chapters. For videos, they made my day. I saw them on a live uh, concert video of Nine Inch Nails. So I think Trent Reznor is a listener. So I would say that our show
1: in general is working really, really hard. Wow. And you can see them over on the Marketing O'Clock shows on Search Engine Journal's YouTube channel. That Search Engine Journal on YouTube. And for me, just one little piece of reporting a column that you could pull up in Google Ads is called the Landing Page Experience Column. And you can see if you are above average, average, or below average on the landing page experience. Um, this likely has a lot to do with the quality score that you get. And we had a client where we are looking to revamp, revamp landing pages and just having Google confirm that this is a below average experience can help. So not only can you say it to somebody and tell them that they're, the landing page they worked hard to create isn't good enough, Use Google to do this as well. And it's a column that you can show in Google Ads.
3: Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. I'm
0: like, who does that?
3: <laughs> Just get rid of it. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about a trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. WTH. This week.
0: This week's WTH comes from Wired, and the article is called Facebook Groups Are Destroying America. Oh no! <laughs> so there are a lot of really wholesome reasons that we've talked about on the show for why someone might want to start or join a Facebook group. Like, for instance, my Duggar groups, we're just talking about the show and, you know, who's pregnant now. And then. People also have them with close family members. They're just talking about the upcoming family reunion or sharing pictures. That's great. But there are also some really dangerous ones out there and they can have hundreds of thousands of users and it makes it really easy to spread misinformation because anything posted in a group is not under the same scrutiny as public Facebook posts. So I've seen this personally. Like I was in one about celeb gossip and it just got so off the rails, like 30,000 people. You can't police what people are saying people are vicious, and they just have to shut it down. Or, like, I just want to join, like, a nice, wholesome conspiracy group about whether or not Chuck E. Cheese recycles their pizza slices from people who don't finish their pie. And the next thing you know, I'm in this, like, crazy, like, serious conspiracy theory groups about, like, if obama's a cyborg or whatever like it's really crazy what happens out there so this article kind of dives deep into that
1: just get rid of facebook <clears throat> i imagine though that like Shep's conspiracy theories are like oh jim bob Duggar had another one and you're like oh it's really 20 kids and counting or whatever and it's <laughs> outside of wedlock and it's the most mundane stuff but i didn't know about the cyborgs
0: yeah like i'm in this conspiracy theory group that it's just all fun as that's, deep as you go is like the moon landing like that's as far as it would ever get like and even that people are like you're crazy of course we went to the moon but then that's how i found the reba thing like oh well, my god be, did you honest, know reba reba's ex-husband's married to a woman who looks just like him like that's the conspiracies i like
1: to be honest the cyborg theory is i don't know it you just this is the first time i've ever heard it is as bad hack as the flat earth like you were like oh we had our first ever robot and oh yeah let alone the Boston Dynamics robots that look like those weird Black Mirror robots. We've got our cyborg, and it's the first ever cyborg, and we're going to make it be the most public thing in the world? That's insane. That's the dumbest thing ever.
0: (laughs) It could be fun scrolling through. Um, And this quote from Mark Zuckerberg that they have in the article from 2019 made me feel extra icky about all this. So he says, many people prefer the intimacy of communicating one-on-one or with just a few friends, people are more cautious of having permanent record of what they've shared. So that's what I've seen in a couple of groups. Like people just don't have to have any accountability for what they're saying. Like only people who agree with them are seeing it and it can just get really out of hand really fast. So this article argues that to mitigate these problems, Facebook needs to radically increase transparency around the ownership management and membership of groups. And they also say they need to stop recommending groups for people. So you could be in that pizza, Chuck E. Cheese conspiracy theory group, but next thing you know, Obama's a cyborg, like they'll recommend that group and they need to stop doing that. And finally, um, very large groups should not be afforded the same level of privacy as family groups where grandma shares recipes and cousin Sally post baby pics. So... It is a little different when you have a group of hundreds of thousands of people.
1: Guess what? You're going to be able, that's going to be shown. This is a problem when you are on somebody else's platform. Like you want to be all anonymous, too bad. You're going to be seen. It's going to have to be that. You can't, you can't be doing these things and you have no control. That's why you shouldn't use Facebook groups. You shouldn't. Take some time, build something of your own. Okay. And now on to our grab bag. And I'm going to cut half of this out because we are way (laughs) late so we'll go with support the power listeners. And Kim Tomasak uh, over at KSV Social has some cool stickers that she made and you can purchase. And all the proceeds go to the ACLU. So if you want, it's ksvsocial.com forward slash shop. And you get things like love sticks, like this. I know it's backward. Um, Got one? Yeah, I can get a little oh, shiny i need to love order sticks. some. Yep. And every bit of your order. And I even mean, I have a toilet paper one. This is for me, the Aww. other ones are for my kids. So you can do that, and all of the proceeds go directly to the ACLU and support us by supporting our listeners. And next up is show notes. There are a couple cool shows coming. I believe uh, Danny Goodwin over at Search Engine Journal had a good write-up on everything that is coming soon. I don't believe we talked about MozCon. It's coming this year. It's virtual. There is a price with it, but it's worth it because Avon, New York's most famous export since Tom Walls, Casey Gillette, is speaking at MozCon this year. She is the Senior Director of Digital at Co-Marketing. And she's talking about counterintuitive content, how new trends have disrupted years of bad advice. She talks about what should we focus on quality while still maintaining consistent schedules. And now what about YouTube, voice search, even TikTok? I don't buy it. Casey's not on TikTok. Can you imagine Casey TikToking? She's not a TikToker. She doesn't even use Facebook anymore. But anyway, you definitely want to check it out. You can see Casey and everything else It is $129 and the date of it is the July 14th to the 15th. And it's really hard to find the agenda. You think Moz has some programmers over there that might be able to put an agenda on the MozCon site? You're wrong. So go to Marketing Clock and there's a blog post that we'll link to that has a full agenda. Lastly, there's SMX Next that's happening next week, June 23rd and the 24th. It's Tuesday and Wednesday of next week, One session i wanted to focus on was george Wynn, the editor over at third door media has something called content marketing in times of disruption he's also a listener of the show and he says the upheaval caused by covid19 is driving a wedge between many brands and their audiences but it's also providing opportunities to distinguish your organization from others this one is completely free so there's no reason why you shouldn't check out smx next
0: And finally, we have extra, extra spice served up for you. We talk about this every week. Mark from our team at Mark underscore from underscore MKD, MKTG on Twitter. Does these amazing recaps every week. Last week, he had a 17 plus parter. And my favorite part was he talked about the head of Google search also being the head of Google ads. And he said, this move by Google is less Miley Cyrus in Hannah Montana and more Darth Sidious in Emperor Palpatine. And he has a great hand of Montana gift. So he has amazing tweets about the show every week. Check it out.
2: Greg, do you get that joke or do you not watch Star Trek? Right over my head. (laughs) Check them out.
3: And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool.
2: This week's cool tool is the Schema Builder from Mark Traphagen and the team over at SEO Clarity. It's a free Chrome extension that helps you create structured data easily in minutes. It's a point click kind of thing. You just select the elements that you want to mark up and it walks you through it. It's really, really cool. And it will also check for errors too, which is nice. When you're done, the Schema Builder generates the JSON-LD for you, which you can then put on your page. It's super simple to use and super free. So if you need a quick and easy way to mark up your pages, head on over to schema.dev and check it out.
3: Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. Ah. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show.
1: All right, and this week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from the one, the only BFF of the show, Glenn Gabe from G-Squared Interactive, and Glenn is probably shaking his head at how long we're going right now because we're just way over, but I'm going to give him his due credit. He has an article called Backing Up SEO Intuition with Data, Visualizing User Frustration. Many times, SEOs get way too ingrained in the, the actual, just the numbers, and don't look at it from a user experience point. Not Glenn. Glenn goes through and talks about behavior flow and analytics and how you can use it to visualize the journey that users are actually taking and where the frustration points are. And it is so valid. And it's outside of that traditional in the box SEO thinking for lack of a better term. He goes through and talks about one engagement could mean frustration, how you use this behavior flow tool in Google Analytics to visualize when there is a frustrated user. And one thing that I liked he, he says in the article is that hell hath no fury like a user scorned. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how to mitigate that. It has case studies as well throughout here. And the case study talks about using that SEO intuition backed by behavior flow to really ramp it up so that people are using the site better. And that hopefully it is seen seen any better light. And there's a lot of great visuals in there. Don't miss it. This is one that you really should look at. It's, so nice when people do something a little bit different than what we see all the time. This is a totally fresh take, something that data nerds can like it's analytics data, it's facts, it's science. And then there's also the emotional part of it. And how do you see these things coming? How do you not be so reactive? How can you be proactive so that you don't get hit by it? I love it. I favorite retweet.
0: All right. That does it for today's show. Thank you to our fabulous sponsors, Ahrefs and Optio. It is now officially not marketing a clock.
1: Remember, you can catch everything from this show on marketingoclock.com.
2: While you're there, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And we will see you next week.
3: Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered.
0: Welcome to this week's shooting the Hack, We're after our famous Friday news show, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the Hack. And this week, we are playing everyone's favorite game, according to Greg, poke holes in this.
1: Yes, and this is a game where we put out an idea, and today it's all me putting out ideas, and you guys poke holes in these ideas and tell me why it wouldn't work. But all these ideas are going to work, and especially the first one. It's a work-from-home society. There, I feel like there's more conferences than ever. Right, And so yeah. my idea was not a conference for adults, but the kid conference, a conference for kids. You put them on a Zoom, put them in a chat, whatever, and you have your kid conferences so the adults can work. Poke holes in this.
0: Isn't that school?
1: There's no school anymore.
2: So it's summer school.
1: Kid conference. <laughs> okay.
2: what, are, what kind of – we like, speakers and – Yeah.
1: Maybe they're like going to a- dress up like Batman you entertain them. Maybe hope can go.
0: I just think you're going to have a hard time convincing your kids to do voluntary
4: summer school. But yeah.
1: maybe it's a that's conference. Just me,
4: they're going to sit in front of a computer for how long?
1: It's a full day conference.
4: For a whole day.
1: <laughs> whole day. All day. No shot. You can get Barney up there. No? Barney
2: is Barney still on? I don't know, but you, I mean, kindergartners get made fun of by other kindergartners for watching Barney. So
1: I don't know who you kay. think is going to be. Barney's cut. <laughs> Thanos is still back though, right? Hope you'd watch that.
4: I would watch Thanos.
1: Yeah. Thanos conference.
4: <laughs> now you're just creating a conference for hope. <laughs> <gasps> I know. Is Kim
2: Kardashian going to be there too? Cause that'd be perfect.
1: Yeah. you're talking Thanos? about The criminal reform system. Kids are going to love yes.
2: that. Yes. Is there student pricing? Because otherwise, hope's not coming. <laughs> it's true. And okay, you
1: just right. count. Lots of holes in that one. Okay. So next up, no holes to be poked in this. I see these shirts, and they're advertised as UPF 50, so that you can't get sunburned through the shirt. No, it's
0: not UPF, right? SPF? SPF.
1: Sure, whatever. <laughs> so what I'm saying is UPF 50, where it either puts the sun through or somehow amplifies it so you get more of a tan through the shirt.
0: Okay. I just don't think we're going to promote cancer.
1: Okay. Just the same. Then. No amplification. Let's just call it SPF zero shirts where it just goes right through to your body.
4: That's just a normal shirt. Doesn't it already do that?
1: No. Cause you see these golfers and they have the world's worst tan cause you're outside all the time and all you see is these farmer tans. No. Oh. You need something that can let your body get tanned along with the rest of you when you're outside because you have to be outside working or something
0: like okay. that. Okay. You did a horrible job selling it at the first place. So yeah. it's a way for men to get tan without a farmer's tan while keeping a shirt on.
1: Actually, I Anybody. don't Anybody. It's, it. it's no gender. It's just whatever you want. You, you're going outside all day, you're volunteering, you have to have a shirt on, you, the sun goes right through, and your whole body's tan.
2: But when do this, we get the pants? I want the pants to there's
1: go. There's pants it. too. It's just cloth. It's material, Jess.
0: I don't hate this. Yeah, besides the obvious, like, um, melanoma concerns, I think it sounds like a great idea because you won't see so many people mowing their lawn shirtless.
1: Amen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and lastly here, maybe the most controversial. Let's say you're out in the backyard enjoying the sun, getting a tan, and you're not in public and you don't have a mask on, you're going to look like a jerk. So I'm talking about tanning, spray tans. And, you know, sometimes, like, people would tan on, like, a, a weird, like, like a little symbol onto their body or something. You spray tan on a mask onto your face. So you spray tan your face with mask lines.
2: Why?
4: I don't even have an opinion about this cuz it's so dumb.
0: I think the opposite would make more sense. You spray tan to touch up where your mask was covered. No, because you yeah. cuz
1: people don't wear masks. So all those people out there that want to look very righteous can get the mask spray tan lines. So they so want you know, to look
4: like they want to look like they're wearing a mask even if they're not wearing a mask. I don't support wha- liars. No, people of-
2: are- use this as an opportunity to sell your fabric in mass.
1: So That's no- a good idea, Jazz. That's a great idea.
2: <laughs> you're just creating the problem that you're already solving. Yeah. It's like you're so close,
0: you're doing it purposely. It's so close to being a good idea and then you just ruin it. Okay. I don't appreciate it. Is there anything else? Okay. I don't want this right, for possibly the worst ever and we'll see you next week.